Every week, homeowners like you turn to AskTheContractors.com for the best products, information, and specialists to complete your home improvement projects. Now with nearly 40 years of contracting experience locally, here's your host of Ask the Contractors, Todd Bird. And welcome, everyone. Welcome to AskTheContractors.com, your source for local home improvement pros. Folks, this is where we cut through it all and nail things down. How's everyone doing today? I'm your host, Todd Bird. Hey, what's new out there? Economy's still on fire. Let's see what happens. I think it's going to continue to be on fire, and a lot of people are going to be remodeling their homes uh, in the next year. So that's why you want to go to my website, askthecontractors.com. Thinking about a project? Hey, these people on my website are pros that I have trusted for over 30 years. They're the people that have helped me be successful. They've made me successful in the construction world. I do remodeling. I do additions. I do kitchens. I do baths. I do all that fun stuff. And when I need help doing those projects, I go right to askthecontractors.com. Request information from our trusted home improvement pros that we endorse by searching our directory of contractors. If you want to be on it and you are a trusted pro, we will check you out because only the best get on my website. I have great people on here like LL Flooring, our new sponsor to our trusted pros. LL Flooring, I got to tell you, if you want to put new floors in your home, you want LL Flooring. In fact, this show today is sponsored by LL Flooring. LL Flooring is one of America's largest specialty retailers of hard surface flooring. They understand your floor is the foundation of your home style. That's why they offer over 400 floors. All the best value, including bellow wood, hardwood floors, backed by the transferable 100-year warranty. Hey, folks, we're not going to be on this earth in 100 years, but, hey, that's a 100-year warranty, and you can't beat that. Visit one of their over 400 stores to find the right hardwood, waterproof, vinyl, laminate, bamboo, or tile flooring for your style. Their flooring experts will guide you in every step of the way for finding the perfect floor for your project. To arrange a safe, professional insulation, you want to give LL Flooring a call. And again, they're sponsoring this show. LL Flooring has the variety of digital tools to help you transfer your home. Use their Floor Finder tool to discover options for your project. And then use PictureIt, their online visualizer. You can see the flooring in your space before you install it. That's incredible. For store locations, style, advice, and more, visit llflooring.com forward slash pro. These are the Floors homes are built on LL flooring. You can send me a home and renovation remodeling question from the front page of askthecontractors.com. This show is all about you. I want to give you the best advice possible for your next renovation project. Hey, and I don't mind telling you what I've been doing. I have kitchens and bathrooms coming out my ears right now. Home renovations. People are on fire. And the reason is low interest rates. So if you're thinking about renovating your home, you want to go to my website, askthecontractors.com. Again, I'm busy, been a contractor for well over 30 years, and people are moving and shaking. They're putting in new windows, roofing, carpet, flooring, just like LL Flooring. People are putting new floors in. It makes you feel good. Just putting a new floor in updates your home and makes you feel good. People are painting, especially during this pandemic. People are looking for projects to do around their home that are safe, quality work that's going to improve the value of their home. In fact, later on in the show, we have some stories about home prices and where they're going, and they are not coming down. They're going up. So take care of that precious commodity called your home. Hey, as always, I love starting off with news, news that you don't hear on the regular news programs. This is home news, and I want you to listen very careful because it's going to give you some great ideas for your next home project. Okay, COVID-19 has impacted home purchasing plans. Check this out. According to the National Association of Home Builders' latest housing trends report, the share of Americans who are considering the purchase of a home in the next 12 months was 13% in the third quarter of 2012. This is one percentage point higher than a year earlier. The gain shows COVID-19 crisis has impacted Americans' eagerness to want to buy homes. Meanwhile, the share of prospective buyers who would be buying a home for the first time 
unfortunately, is declining. So we're relying on those second and third time home buyers out there trying to move up and uh, and even investors taking advantage of these low interest rates, even if it's a non-owner occupied loan. A great rental unit is going to build equity. In the third quarter of 2018, 60% of prospective buyers were first time buyers. By the third quarter of 2020, the share was only 55%. However, that's way up there. That's still up there. I think it's good news and more good news to come. So good time to buy a home and a good time to fix up your home. And I'll tell you a place that's really on fire right now in the United States, and that is Las Vegas. Las Vegas housing market is going nuts despite the pandemic. Las Vegas house prices are on a month-long streak of record highs, and home builders have ramped up construction plans, all while the coronavirus economy limps along. At first glance, this makes no sense, but by all accounts, record low mortgage rates, like I talked about in the last story has provided much of the fuel by letting people, at least those who are still working or otherwise have strong finances, lock in lower, more affordable monthly payments. You know, I've always said it doesn't make much difference what you pay for the house. It's the payment sometimes. If you can get a low payment, you can buy much more house with the lower interest rates. Nationally, the average rate of a 30-year home loan last month was 2.83%, down from 369 That's a huge difference. That's a percentage that, that is is unbelievable. It does encourage people to refinance their home. This was according to a year earlier, from 2.83 to 3.69 a year earlier, according to the mortgage finance giant Freddie Mac. Strengthened by the shrunken borrowing costs, Las Vegas housing market has reached new heights multiple times during this coronavirus period. The medium sales price of previously owned single-family homes set a record for the fifth consecutive month in October at $340,000. That's up nearly 11% uh, year over year. That's a huge investment. You buy a home four or five years ago and you're getting 11% on your money on that home. That is darn, darn good investment. Okay, I'm going to have some potty talk, okay? So if you have kids around, just tune it out, okay? So I'm kidding. I'm, I'm going to keep it decent. Now, this is really interesting. Plumbing Fixtures, manufactured by DuraVent USA, has unveiled its latest shower toilet collaboration. The Senso wash technology functions are fully integrated within the toilet ceramic body in order to provide an uncompromised design aesthetic. Features include the automatic open and closed lid. That means you don't have to touch that lid, which has germs on it. A heated seat in the morning so you can keep your tush nice and comfortable. Adjusted water temperature and hot air dryer. That's kind of cool. And custom personal hygiene settings programmable via remote control or smartphone app designed to kill 90% of the bacteria within six hours of contact. And you know what's funny? It's 2020 right now. I was in Japan in the late 1990s, uh, probably 1998, and I went over to build two homes in Kakagawa. And uh, when I built the homes, I went ahead and the the people I was building the homes for always took me to high-end restaurants. So I got to see some pretty cool stuff in every high end restaurant. They actually had toilets that you sit on that took your heart pulse, your body temperature. It took uh, your blood pressure. It was the heated seat. Yes, it was everything here. So I think we're about uh, 25, 30 years uh, behind. But the technology is changing. Back then, they didn't have apps to uh, to control the water temperature and all that fun stuff. So. Interesting, interesting stuff. And you know what? People are more conscientious about hygiene in this coronavirus times because you don't want to touch things that have germs on them. You want to keep yourself safe and keep safe the people around you, your kids, your family, your husband, your wife, your significant others. You, we, I think we've learned so much from this coronavirus epidemic. We are all, my kids, my kids are washing their hands more. How many of you can get your kids to wash their hands, but they're doing it. They're being very aware of what's going on around us, and the schools are helping that too. So I think in the end, we're going to have a much cleaner society when all this goes away. That's that's my opinion, but hey, let's see what happens, and hopefully we can get control of this. But the technology is still coming. I think it's going to benefit us. Home builders to demolish home built too close to neighbors. I need somebody to call me about this to find out what you guys are supposed to do about this, how you're going to fix it. Ashton Woods home builders have elected to tear down a home in Brenton, 
Florida's Rosedale community that was accidentally built too close to its neighbors, ending a nearly year-long dispute between the builder and residents of the community. Manatee County Ordinance requires at least 12 feet of space between homes in this neighborhood. The homes in question was only built 7 feet 6 inches from the home next to it. Construction had been ordered to a halt in November 2019. Ashton Woods applied for a variance, then withdrew the application two weeks before the hearing, electing to instead tear the home down and build another home further away. Do you feel like justice is being served today? Absolutely. Absolutely. This is what this is what needed to be done. Yeah. You know, we had to follow rules being a member of the HOA in here. And um, you know, the builders shouldn't be able to skirt the rules. Now, I have to tell you something about this. Being a contractor for so many years, I actually years ago did track work. And you would be very disturbed to know how many people screw with property lines. In this case, it was the builder that screwed up. But I was doing a job and we had the fence lines up for the new fence. And the people wanted to put a pool in their brand new backyard. When we had left the job that day, they had moved the string line over 12 inches to accommodate a bigger pool that they wanted to put in. And thank goodness I caught the mistake. And they had to move it over, but they were shameful and they were, they were, it was, it was just a shameful thing to do because they were basically cheating their neighbor out of 12 inches of property. And that was about a hundred feet long. So that's about 300, uh, 300 square feet of property they would have lost. And how many people go out and check their property lines? Not too many people. So be very careful when it comes to property lines. You have a, a pin down on your property where your property corner should be and it has a number on it. And you can always verify that through the county's recorder office. They have all that information down there. So when in doubt, check it out. Okay. Ashton Wood actually made a smart decision by not going through the variance. The variance, just so you folks know, when you want to change something, a lot line, uh, a second story, anything to do with your home encroaching somewhere where it's not supposed to encroach, it's called a variance. You have to pay a lot of money and uh, then you go to the hearing. It does not guarantee they're going to give you the thumbs up. So you're spending a lot of money and hoping that they'll give you the thumbs up, but a lot of times they do not and that money is not returned to you. So uh, when you're in doubt on uh, your property line and going through a variance, you want to make dang sure that uh, you're going to get the results you want. Here's one that actually turns out to be a really, really positive story at the end. Couple hospitalized after rescue from house blowing off its stilts in hurricane. At the height of Hurricane Zeta's onslaught, one Hancock County couple had the scare of a lifetime. When Zeta's wind sent the house flying to the ground, Trey Carmadella's parents, still inside, called them. Their house had just collapsed and they can't get out. Oh man, that's 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 scary, especially when your parents are trapped in there. Winds were already at a point where emergency calls couldn't be dispatched. It was a rough time hearing them call me from inside the house, telling me that their house just collapsed and they can't get anyone out. At a certain point in time, in storms, there is a setting on the sustained winds, and if it's over a certain amount, they don't dispatch calls. So they add you to the list. And they were stuck. They were stuck in that home, which gives you new meaning to evacuate if you know something like this is coming. And as soon as the Bayside Fire Department finally showed up, uh, Fire Captain Tony Johnson heard the nature of a call. He rushed to the scene himself. Due to the heightened conditions of the storm, local EMS was unable to respond, so our team had to adapt and use a high-water truck from the Mississippi Highway Patrol to get those patients to emergency care. I'm going to tell you, that's scary, and it gives meaning. When you have to be evacuated, get out of there. Recently, with the fires here in California, my daughter and her son-in-law, who's a CHP officer, and she's a nurse with Kaiser, actually at 2.30 in the morning, the fire was literally up their back fence line and they were ordered to leave immediately nothing could go with them except animals they showed up at my house at 3 30 in the morning we knew they were coming they gave us a call they showed up with two dogs three rabbits eight chickens and three grandkids and uh, believe me they were scared they had a place to go and uh, everything worked out well but for three days they had to stay in our cottage on our property and it was not it was not a pretty scene they were very very scared so 
when in doubt, get out and uh, keep yourself safe and keep your family safe. Uh, it's very important you pay attention to that. Uh, those firemen and, and uh, emergency workers, uh, police officers, sheriffs, uh, all these people are there to help you and they want to keep you alive and safe. So uh, when in doubt, get out when you have to evacuate. Hey, folks, this is your source for local home improvement pros. We help you cut through it all and nail things down. I'm your host, Todd Bird. Man, I enjoy talking to all of you. I enjoy the the uh, questions that you ask me. And I always tell people, when you send me a question and I answer it on the air through my podcast, 25 or 30 or 100 people have that same question. You're actually helping other people out when you send me that question. And guess what I'm going to do if I can't answer that question? Even though I've been a contractor for well over 30 years, I might not have the answer. Guess what I do? I go to askthecontractors.com website, and I pull one of my trusted pros, and I bring them on my podcast with me so we can answer that question to the highest quality so you get the proper information for your next home improvement project. You'll always find quality people on our website, like LL Flooring. Again, this show today is sponsored by LL Flooring. These are the floors homes are built on. Visit our experts at the local stores or go to llflooring.com forward slash pro and learn more. These are the pros I use. Again, I've been a contractor well over 30 years. I know who to go to. You want to go to LL Flooring. Visit the experts at your local store or go to llflooring.com forward slash pro and learn more more. Learn how close that location is to you. And folks, they will come out and estimate your home. They will stay safe. They're using masks. They're very conscientious about giving you a bid on your home. And the workers, the installers, these people know what they're doing. They're going to keep you safe while you do your remodeling project. I stand by this company, LL Flooring, being a contractor again for over 30 years. This is who I have put my flooring in. You, too, can go to them and get the same discounts I get as a contractor. LL Flooring, these are the floors homes are built on, and don't forget it. Great company. Folks, I want to explain to you on this on AskTheContractors.com. I get questions from all over the country. In fact, all over the world. I, I answer questions from all over the world from people, and I will always answer your question. It might take me a little time. And if you leave your phone number on that question, I'm going to call you. Now, if you're in another country, when I do my show, I might be calling you at 3 in the morning. But you know what? I want to talk to you. I want to get you on the air, and I want pictures. Send me pictures of your project so I can post them on my website. Again, people are flooding my website with questions and getting information for their next home improvement project. Go to askthecontractors.com. Send me a question. I'm going to answer it right here. Send me your name. I'd love to put you on the air if you'd like to be on the air. At least say your name. Everyone likes to hear their name on the radio or podcast, which is becoming so popular. Like this one from George. This is a really good question. George goes, um, I have a one acre lawn that is full of weeds. Normally, one acre lawns are full of weeds. I need to clean the land and plant grass. What should I do first? Okay, that, that's really a fair question. First of all, chances are if you have large properties around you, like I do, I have an acre of land, and I've tried to get the weeds out of my lawn, you know what, to no avail. Unless all my neighbors go on the same weed treatment program as I do, then just when the wind blows and birds and, and animals like, like squirrels, they're going to they're gonna, uh, migrate some of those uh, nasty weeds into your lawn from other lawns. So you moderately use some, uh, some weed control and some weed feed, uh, things like that, and, and uh, maybe some ammonia sulfate to keep it green. Because once it's mowed, the weeds are less visible. But uh, in your case, I would probably go ahead and clear that of weeds. Uh, if you're in an area where you're not going to be sharing a lot of big property around with other people, you might want to use a pre-emergent and kill everything that's there and then bring in new topsoil and start fresh again. Uh, and you might even want to go with sod. It's an instant lawn, although an acre is going to take a lot of money with sod. The other thing you could do that's becoming very popular is hydro seeding. Hydro seeding has become popular because the seed is actually germinating while it's being spread. Uh, it's sprayed on your lawn with fertilizer, and it grows relatively quick. So look into hydro seeding, and it's, it's pennies a square foot. 
uh, unlike sod, you're going to pay a lot more. And the labor to do that sod. You keep in mind that not only is sod expensive, but you're going to have labor putting that, uh, putting that sod down. And remember, if you're putting sod down, this is my expert advice for you. Make sure the green side is always facing up, okay? That's a joke, but <laughs> just make sure you pay attention, okay? Green side up. <laughs> and by the way, a good time of the year to do a lawn is actually right now. The weather's going to start cooling down. We're going to be going in the winter, so you're not going to be using a lot of your water. Water is very expensive. We're going to have the winter to rely on on growing that grass. And by spring, you are going to have just a knock-your-socks-off kind of lawn. It's a good time to do it. Ask me your home renovation and remodeling question, just like George just did. I'm here to answer your questions. Go to my link at the homepage, askthecontractors.com. I want you to be a part of this show. I want to answer your questions. And by the way, send me your phone number with that question. I'd like to call you. I'd like to bring you on my show, and we can converse together. Also, pictures. If you have pictures, send them to me. It makes uh, makes it a little easier on me to describe what uh, what's going to be going on. Now, my next question is from Kenny. Kenny goes on to say here, I have a rotten rim joist beam framing studs sheeting on one side of my roof under the gutter. I have contractors come out and quoted me between 3200 and almost 14000 about 4000 in materials and 10000 in labor. I want to replace all rotten wood and waterproof the problemed areas. What is a responsible price that I should pay for this uh, for this type of work? Well, that's kind of a tough question for me. I'm looking at the pictures, and again, you two who are listening to this podcast, you can log on to askthecontractors.com and see the same dilemma. It looks like more siding has to come off that uh, that you've already tore off. It looks like that siding has been beat up pretty bad. And once that paper comes off, we have to do, we have to decide how far do we go with the dry rot? Is the dry rot just in that limited area, and is the beam rotten in the wall does that beam actually have to come out also it looks like you have a gutter problem there is this a problem because of the gutters maybe backing up and uh, and overflowing and, and hitting that wall so it's hard it's hard to say what a fair cost is but the best thing to do is what you're doing get yourself two or three good bids and have them explain the bid to you what exactly are you going to do and do not sign a contract until you open up that entire area. Here's what I tell people on dry rot. I will come in and I will expose all the dry rot and you will owe me for just that portion of the job. Is that 500? Is it 1,000? Is it 1,500? I don't know. Usually in a day you can tear everything apart, but you negotiate a fair price to expose everything. And now you can have two or three other contractors take a look at it and you're looking at apples with apples. You're looking at the same thing. All two or three contractors are looking at the exact same repair. When you when you hire a contractor and then they open the dry rotted area up, I'm going to tell you, you're asking for some, what do they call it? Some whoop ass. You don't want to do that because now you're over a barrel. They're going to say, you know, this is a lot more dry rot than I thought and it's going to be a lot more expensive. I know. I've seen it happen in the business. It's not ethical. But people do do it. And that's the other thing. When you hire a contractor, get that feeling where you know you can trust that contractor to give you the right information. Okay? You want to have referrals. Here's another thing I tell people. If you're going to hire a contractor, go to the job that they're doing right now and see their work and talk to the clients and make sure that they gave them a fair shake on the project that they're doing. Don't call on referrals. I mean, I guess you can, but heck, I can give you the name of my mother and my uncle Albert and my Aunt Betty, but, and they'll tell me great things about me. But but so that's not a good way of doing it. You want to go to the job that they're actually doing right now and talk to the client. Are they in budget? Were you treated fairly? Were they here on time? You know, are are the completion uh, dates in the in the project being met? Those are the kind of questions before you spend fourteen thousand dollars or ten thousand or even thirty two hundred. You want those questions answered. That's the best advice I can give you on hiring a contractor. As far as this goes, I'm looking at dry rot, Kenny. It looks pretty bad, but it has to be expensive a lot more than what it is in order to get the proper uh, the proper idea of what it's going to cost. 
Also, Kenny, it looks like they cut the siding. You're going to have to feather that in. It's going to have to be staggered. You're not going to just piece that in. So that, that siding is going to have to come way back. And then I want you to make sure that your insulation in that wall has not been damaged. Uh, if it's become wet, you might have fungus. You might have, uh, you might have mold. And that's going to get in your sheetrock and eventually penetrate through the inside of your house. So make sure that's opened up and dried out properly and even sprayed with some bleach uh, from the outside. Put bleach on there, spray it, make sure it's well aired out, and then you should uh, you should be good to go. Okay, Kenny, I hope that helps you out. I hope that helps out other people with the same dilemma. And again, give me your question. I want to answer it right here on our show. And remember, folks, this is where we cut through it all and nail things down. And remember, we're heard all over the world. So people are logging on to, uh, to get this information. I want to give you the right information. And remember, folks, if you have a question and you need it answered, there's a hundred other people out there that have the same question that would like to hear a good answer or multiple answers, depending on what the question is. You can find all this information on my website. So go to askthecontractors.com and uh, look things up for yourself. A lot of great information on our website. So Haley has this question. She goes, I need to make an outdoor space to put about 30 backpacks, but I don't know how to make it or what stuff to buy. Well, let's, uh, it's kind of a vague question there, Haley. I'm assuming you're probably a teacher and you want, uh, you want the backpacks to stay outside, which is a smart thing to do. So here's what I'd like you to do. If you have a blank wall, a wall that's not being used, you can adhere a two by four or a two by six to that wall with anchor bolts and Uh, depending on the siding and then every 12 inches go ahead and put a simple hook that's a that's probably your easiest way if it's temporary uh, and you're only using this for a certain amount of time you can buy two portable sawhorses those are things that you lay wood on sawhorses and you could put a four by four across it spread it out as long as you as far as you need it as long as you need it and then also put the hooks into the four by four or two by four or four by six. You want something strong so it doesn't bow in the middle. So probably a four by four or a four by six. Uh, and you could just use a Doug fur. If it's going to be exposed, you might want to put some nice colorful paint on it, uh, depending on uh, how old your students are. Color is always good for students. So uh, that's my suggestion. I want to thank you, Haley, for sending me that question. Thanks for going to the askthecontractors.com. I hope you're doing well. And I hope we get back into school soon, assuming that you are a teacher. Thanks again for everyone for listening. And you know what? In answering these questions, I hope I can measure up. You like that? Hey, here's a question from Toby. I'd like to know how to cover a glass vanity top with something black from the inside so that I can't see through. What material would you use to do this? Well, Toby, that's pretty simple. What you would want to do is you'd want to take that glass and you want to etch it with a vinegar. You want to clean it or or some type of alcohol. Vinegar would work. Alcohol would work. Not the kind you drink, Toby. Okay, this is the kind of rubbing alcohol. And that would etch it. And then there's actual glass paint that you can spray on. Make sure you cover everything uh, around it. Tape everything off so it's nice and neat. And then a nice even spray with a glass paint. That should do the trick. You might need more than two coats, uh, so uh, so be prepared to maybe buy an extra can depending on how large the surface is. And, Toby, send me some pictures of your project. I'd like to post them on my website, uh, askthecontractors.com. Uh, again, I tell people that if you have a question for me, I'd like to read it on the air because there's probably 100-plus people out there that have the same question, and we can answer it and make their project really, really well done. So, again, thanks for going to askthecontractors.com and sending me a question. I've been your host, Todd Bird, and we're going to have another question when we come back. So you've been working with this guy, learning the tools of the trade. You're getting pretty good. Today may be a great time to take that plunge and become a licensed contractor. CBS can help you navigate the licensing process with tried and true testing material that you'll see on the exam. And when you prepare for the state exam properly with CBS, we'll guarantee you pass the test based on reliable research and development from the CBS team. These are proven courses to quiz you on the law, the trades, the math, and your skills. Get started as a licensed contractor today. 855-585-BOND or cbsbond.com. 
And welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to AskTheContractors.com, your source for home improvement projects, okay? This is why you want to go to my website, AskTheContractors.com. You can get trusted information for your next home project. Do you have a question? Send it to me. Send it with some pictures and send it with your phone number. I'd like to call and talk to you about your project. And again, I tell people, you have a question, a hundred other people have the same question. So you want to uh, get me that question. You're not only helping yourself, but you're helping other people out there who rely on our website for their next home improvement project. Let's dig into another question. This one from Tom. Thank you, Tom, for sending me a, a question to askthecontractors.com. This is a good question. Very easy to answer, but a really good question. Does it matter what type of wood I use for a fence gate? I'm just going to paint it after I install it. Can I just use Doug fir? Absolutely, you can use Doug fir, but you do have to paint it. And uh, and uh, painting it means primering it unless you're going to use a stain. Because Doug fir, when it's out in the weather, if it's not protected, it will bow. It'll twist. It'll do all kinds of funny things, uh, unlike redwood or cedar. But you're also going to pay a lot less for that Doug fir. It probably comes out in a wash, though, by the time you buy the paint at $45 a gallon. You might want to rethink uh, going back with uh, redwood or with cedar. So uh, whether the glass is half full or half empty, however you want to look at it. But to answer your question directly, Doug fir is uh, permissible to use on, on a fence. I would not use Doug fir post to put in the ground and build a fence. Uh, they're going to rot out very, very quickly. But uh, being that this is a gate, you should be just fine. When you're building a fence, yep, you can use redwood, dug fir, cedar, as long as you protect it. Always protect it. However, a little trick I used to use a long time ago when I did a lot of fencing in my business was I would take a pressure-treated post, and I would actually dip the last uh, two feet of that post. The bottom two feet, I would dip in lap cement, tar, and then I would put it in concrete. Just high enough with the tar that it's about six inches above grade, so that dirt cannot rot it. That's what's that's what's going to happen with your fence. A fence fence boards and two by fours that you use for your cross members are going to last forever. But the posts, that's what's going to rot out first. So when building a fence, you want to use four by four pressure treated posts and then dip them in lap cement, which is another fancy word for tar, and uh, then put it in concrete. You're going to have a fence that lasts forever. That's my fence tip for you. And Tom, again, thanks for your question. A very good one at that. And send me pictures of your project. I'd like to see what you're doing. And we'll post it on the website so that others can enjoy your fine work and get some ideas for projects of their own. I'm your host, Todd Bird. Thanks for listening to AskTheContractors.com. Again, your source for local home improvement pros and beyond. We're no longer local. We're worldwide now with our podcast. Check out our podcast. Check out our website. A lot of great information on our website. So go to it. Send me a note. I'd love to hear from you. Okay. Okay, I'm really excited because we have a question from Merle. Merle has this question. I'm not quite sure how to twist this, but we're, let's work it out together here. It says here, I'm in a pre-war rental. I don't know why that makes a difference, but a pre-war rental. I'm looking for an easy-to-install air diverter so air would blow off to the side. So I'm assuming you have vents in your ceiling and you want to divert that air more so than what it uh, allows you to do with your little switch on there that can divert the air one way or the other. Uh, We want it so that it will fit the wall vent that is about 12 inches wide and 10 inches tall. The issue is I'm looking for something that is non-toxic, not made of plastic. So this will be a nursery. So turn it into a nursery. Congratulations on your baby coming, I am assuming. Almost all the diverters I have found online are plastic. Well, I'll tell you, unless you can find something in metal, I've never seen the diverters uh, other than be plastic. Now, what you can do with those plastic, uh, if you're worried about any toxics, you might want to find a sealer that you can put on that plastic uh, to seal the plastic if that's what you're afraid of. But I, I've never known that type of plastic to be toxic. So I'm a little confused on that. Uh, you can also go to a sheet metal place. It would be a little on the expensive side. But you can actually have sheet metal made, and it can be placed on the device to act as a diverter. And then, of course, you can paint the sheet metal. 
the same color as your vents, and uh, it'd look really nice in the room. Uh, usually a heat and air uh, company can do some type of uh, fabrication for you. So if you call your local uh, heat and air company, they might be able to put you in the right direction. So, hey, do you have a question for me? Askthecontractors.com. I'm your host, Todd Bird. Send me a question. I'd like to talk to you about it. And send me pictures. Once I see the pictures, I can post those on the website, and it gives people something to not only uh, look at, but give them some great ideas. Hey, I want to thank everyone for listening to AskTheContractors.com. Again, go to my website, AskTheContractors.com. Check out my directory. Check out all the information I post on my website for you and send me your questions. Hey, we're no longer local. We've gone worldwide with our podcast and you can pick up some great advice, some great tips for your next home improvement renovation. Like Mark. Mark sent me a question. This is a pretty tricky one. This is filled with a lot of of loops in it. So let's see if we could figure this out. Mark goes on to say here that we purchased a house a year ago. It was built in 1990 and has a permanent wood foundation. I'm assuming that's sitting on uh, on some type of cement by the pictures I'm looking at. It looks like you do have some type of footing, but you have a subfloor is the proper way to describe that. We hired a general contractor to completely renovate the house, which included waterproofing the basement. During the excavation of the foundation, uh, it was pushed inward in two locations, splitting the studs and pushing it inward past the top plate by about two to three inches. The general contractor pushed these walls back in place in one location, but from what I can tell, he did not install fasteners. The other wall, we did not notice that it was out of alignment until later. I notified the general contractor in November about the problem, and he acknowledged the problem. He has still not come out to look and keeps telling me that it's the excavation company that the problem really belongs to. Uh, he also says he's really busy due to the uh, COVID-19 uh, shutdown. Him coming out, that, that should not stop him from coming out, uh, Mark. But anyways, he is now telling me that the walls were bowed before he started any work and is already gone above and beyond what he can do with this problem. Well, a couple of things going on here. First of all, my advice, and this is in hindsight to you, Mark, when you do a project of this magnitude, you want to take before pictures. You want to document your home, uh, wherever the renovation is going to be, whatever walls are going to be moved. Whatever uh, foundation is going to be touched, you want to document it with with pictures uh, before the contractor starts. Second of all, you want to make sure that you get a permit. It sounds to me like there was not a permit on this because if there were, then you'd have a building inspector come out and that would have been noticed probably a little sooner. Third thing is I would hire an engineer that specializes in foundations and have them uh, come out, take a look at it and give you some advice. You're probably going to have to pay for that advice, but it'll be uh, money well spent. And then uh, then I would recontact the contractor to see what he can do uh, about the problem. And again, make sure you always get a permit on projects like this. I take it very serious. This is an engineered project, and you're right. From the pictures you sent me, I do not see any brackets. They're usually uh, Simpson brackets that help hold those two by fours, two by sixes and beams in place. So uh, that would be my advice. Start with an engineer and see what the feedback on an engineer's report would be. So Mark, thank you so much for sending me that question. Hey, if you have a question, send it to askthecontractors.com. I'm your host, Todd Bird. I'm going to answer that question right here on my show. And I might even have you on my show. Send me a phone number. I'd like to call you and we can converse together and walk this through and get through uh, the other side and make your project the project project you want it to be. You want it to be nice. You want it to be sound. You want it to be impressive. And so uh, let me give you some advice uh, by uh, by sending your questions to askthecontractors.com, and I'm going to answer it right here. Check out all the valuable advice I can give you for your next renovation project. Okay, we have a question here from Alex. Now, Alex, uh, this is why it's so important, folks, to leave your phone number. Send your phone number with us and your information so we can contact you and uh, we can converse together. Because he says here, uh, and again, this is from Alex, if I'm putting laminate flooring over high-ply carpet, what type of underlayment do I need? Well, first of all, I don't think I'd put any type of laminate on top of carpeting if that's what you're implying. 
it's not a good thing to do. You want to take out that carpet and have a nice uh, surface, nice clean wood or a concrete surface. If you put are putting it over concrete, you want to make sure that you put a moisture barrier down. It's a simple product. Uh, I suggest Ugly. It's a product that uh, can go on the uh, cement, and it keeps that nice moisture barrier so you don't have fungus or mildew down the road uh, if moisture were to ever penetrate the concrete. Plywood is fine. You want to make sure that it's clean and free of debris. Uh, sweep it real well and then put your glue down and adhere your laminate flooring to that. Now, here's the other reason I don't want to see you go over the carpet with this laminate. A while back in my career, we actually did a job where we had to take the job over from another contractor who the client actually fired because of poor workmanship. So we came in and we had to take all the walls down that he had framed because he actually put the bottom plate of the framed walls right on top of carpeting. You don't do that. You cut the carpeting out and you go right down to a solid surface. So it's never good to go over the top of carpeting uh, in any way uh, whatsoever. So take the carpet out or cut the carpet back as far as you need to put your bottom plate and then uh, do your flooring or your framing or whatever you're going to be doing with that project. But a good question. I appreciate it, Alex. Thanks for sending me that question. Askthecontractors.com. If you have a question, send it to me. I'm going to answer it right here on my podcast. Go to my website. Check out all the valuable information I have for you for your next project. Send me pictures. Send me questions. I'd like to, uh, and send me a phone number. I'd like to talk to you about your next project. I've been your host, Todd Bird. You've been listening to AskTheContractors.com. Check us out. When you go to my website, I want you to know a little bit about me. I've been a contractor for well over 30 years, serving Northern California. I do general contracting, kitchens, bathrooms, room additions, roofing, siding, windows, you name it. I do it. I've been around for a long time. And uh, my company is Todco Builders. I'm on my website. Do you need a bid on the next project? Call me. I'd love to give you a bid. Uh, all my information is on my website. And again, a contractor for well over 30 years, licensed in 37 different trades. I can help you out. And you know what? Send me some tough questions. And I'm going to tell you, just because I've been a contractor for well over 30 years, doesn't mean I know it all. I'm going to go to my website if I do not know the answer. I'm going to go to one of my trusted pros, and we're going to answer that question together. That's the beauty of this show. One way or another, I'm going to get you the right answer so that you can have a project that you can be proud of. And I always encourage the uh, do-it-yourselfers. And if I can help you out in any way, uh, that would be great. Now, if it's a little out of your league, again, when in doubt, hire it out. In fact, I'm going to tell you another quick story. I went out to do a kitchen uh, bid a couple of weeks ago. I really offended the client. And I didn't mean to, but it just the opportunity arose. It was in the Lamb Park area. People called me up. They wanted a new kitchen. And and a new bathroom. So I went in and uh, my wife, Cynthia, who works with me, she was uh, at my side and we were measuring tape measures going all over the place and conversations happening. And I go, well, okay, that's, uh, that's the kitchen. Let's go take a look at the bathroom. And the client said, you know, my husband decided to do the bathroom himself. He went on YouTube to see how to renovate a bathroom. And I said, ma'am, what's your husband do? Well, he owns a acupuncture business in Oakland. Oakland, California, acupuncture, sticking needles in people. I think you better know what you're doing. And I told her that next time I have a neck ache, I am going to go on YouTube and find out how to do acupuncture uh, because it's easy. Everyone can do it. Don't try something if you're not sure about how to do it. I encourage you to do it, but make sure you know what you're getting into when you do your next home improvement project. And if you have questions about that home improvement project, again, go to askthecontractors.com. Send me your questions. Send me your phone number. I'm going to call you, and I'm going to get you through that project, okay? You know, I also I want to give advice, too. Uh, how about bathrooms? Maybe you can't afford that $20,000 bathroom right now. Money's a little tight with the shutdown in our economy and people just trying to get along, but you want to do something to make, for instance, your bathroom a little brighter. I want to give you a couple of tips that you can do in your bathroom to make it feel new. How about using the existing cabinet and painting it a different color? 
come on, that 70s look is no longer here, okay? Paint that cabinet the lime green and put a nice white tone on it with some with some new knobs. That's a great way to update your, your kitchen. Stay within your square footage. Don't go in your bathroom and say, boy, I'd like to go three feet that way. It's not going to happen because then it's going to require a set of plans. It'll require electric, moving plumbing, flooring, framing, sheetrock. You don't want to do that. So you want to stay within your square footage. Update your paint colors. Do a nice paint color on the walls and and an opposite color on the ceiling to kind of give it that lifting look. New faucets. How about a new shower fixture? How about just new lighting? In fact, we're going to be going through a home here. I'm going to I'm going to walk through and we're going to tour it and we're going to we're going to post pictures on the website. The home was built in the 70s, and I'm going to be doing this. This is going to be well over a hundred thousand dollar renovation. Uh, and down the road, once we get plans and permits, uh, the people who have elected to rent the home for about a year and a half while we're getting all the 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 remodeling process in the works. But the home was built in the 70s, and we're going to keep a lot of it in there. We're we're going to keep the acoustic ceilings. We're going to keep the the um, paneling, the old wooden paneling. And I'm going to post some pictures. And again, the house is just going to be rented for the next year, year and a half. But then we are going to gut the inside and everything is going to be brought up to modern standards that are going to just really make this home beautiful. And uh, I got to tell you, it's actually on the Sacramento River. I'm going to post some pictures on the Sacramento River. This place is gorgeous. So, hey, let's take a walk through this project. You are going to love it. And I want you to follow it. Follow it. When we start the renovation, just uh, I call it putting paint on the pig. We're going to make this look really good so some tenants will have a really comfortable uh, place to live for the next year and a half. But I need you to see this. In fact, a lot of it reminds me of the Brady House. Uh, remember, they just did a renovation on the Brady House. This reminds me so much of it. The acoustic ceilings, the old carpeting, the paneling. So let's go through the house right now. I'm going to do a walkthrough, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So hang in there with me. Here we go. We are walking into my next remodeling project, Terrazzo Entry. When's the last time you saw Terrazzo Entry? And how about mirrors? How about mirrors on the wall? I only see those in workout rooms now. Uh, the fixtures kind of date themselves. Let me... Let me get some light on over here. We got a, how about the obscured glass and the green look on the front windows? This is pretty cool. That is definitely pretty cool. Plastic at that. And of course you come over here in the front door and we could see that beautiful glass on both sides, which is not tempered. That's all going to be upgraded. And then I want you to come in here and check out you haven't seen this in a long time. Now, this was very popular in the 70s. You had to have a bar in your house, man. You had to have a bar. This is where Dean Martin and Frank Sinatra sat when they came over. This is so cool. A bar in your house. And what am I going to do with this bar? I'm actually tearing it out. Not too many people sit at bars in their homes anymore. I think people are a little more health conscientious. And uh, and so that's that's a lot of square footage. That's about a 10 by 10 area that uh, is going to be very valuable square footage to this game room. This is the game room. We have uh, old hardwood flooring in here. We have carpeting that uh, is stained and has seen better days. And the other thing we're going to keep, though, I'm going to tell you this. I think this is coming back around. This is a wall of rock, which is probably about 12, 14 feet long, floor to ceiling with a beautiful hearth. And uh, someone would pay a lot of money to have this put in nowadays. So the rock looks really cool. The acoustic ceilings. I've always told the story about acoustic ceilings. My father was a contractor, and he knew he made it big in construction when he was able in the 60s to have acoustic ceilings put in the house. But he really knew he made it when he was able to add the sparkles. And this ceiling definitely has the acoustic with sparkles. Yeah, another thing in these old homes that are going to be upgraded, we're going to ground the home. A lot of these plugs are not grounded. And so it's always important to have grounded plugs in your home. It keeps you from being electrocuted. So it's very, very important. Coming in here to the kitchen, that definitely is 70s. That is just old tile. It's in the cabinetry. How about the box light up here in the top of the uh, in the top of the kitchen? We're going to put can lights in. Going to really upgrade it. And here's a feature. I'm going to tell you, it's totally 70s. This is an intercom system that goes to each room in the house. So if you want to call someone in their bedroom, 
you put the intercom on and away it goes. That definitely is out. Now I just make food in the kitchen and everyone comes down and, and uh, I don't have to call them at all. So uh, it's called a bacon bash on uh, Sunday morning. Everyone wants to come down and grab some. And now we're going to head upstairs. We're going we're gonna to check out the bedrooms up here in the 60s bedrooms. were notorious for being all upstairs in two-story homes. Now a lot of the master suites are downstairs in the newer homes, but this definitely dates itself. This is something to see, and I'll tell you, it's going to be a big change. How about the single-pane windows? We're going to be putting dual-pane windows in. We're new closet doors. How about these doors that I'm looking at right here? We'll throw some pictures on the website. Uh, we're going to have raised panel doors put into this home. The wrought iron actually dates itself also, but you know what? I've fallen in love with it. I actually like it. I think it looks kind of cool. Wrought iron railings going down the stairs. And uh, this fixture here hanging in the middle of the stairway going down, that definitely, definitely dates itself. So again, I'm going to keep you posted on this project. We're going to uh, start the renovation soon, and uh, I'll post more pictures on, uh, on our website. And uh, hey, I hope you enjoyed the tour. We're going to go back outside, finish the show. Stay with us, everyone. Don't go anywhere. So how'd you like that walkthrough? Is that incredible? And go to the pictures on the website. This is going to be a really, really fun project. And you know what? Some of the stuff we're going to put into this project when we do the major remodel. Right now, we're just putting paint on the pig. But when we do the major remodel in just a few short years, can you believe home systems and Wi-Fi enabled features have grown from luxury to a standard feature? Here are a few of the newest products that homeowners can incorporate in their home tech systems. The Kohler showerhead and Bluetooth Wire speaker features an integrated Harman Kardon speaker in the center of the shower attached via magnetic docking system. The speaker is waterproof. The shower head itself offers a full body spray coverage in the ring surrounding the speaker. So it comes right out of the speaker. Okay, you're in there listening to your uh, listening to your radio or your news in the morning. This beats what I do. I'm old school, folks. I still use a coffee can and a string to talk to people in my bathroom when I want a radio in there. It's my transistor radio that tells you how old i am i want my transistor radio that only does am so that's where i'm at so all this technology is very exciting to me the number two feature that people are going for the sharp built-in microwave drawer with wi-fi it's designed to integrate seamlessly with existing smart home systems using a sharp kitchen app homeowners can send cooking instructions to the drawer and monitor cooking progress how about this one number three that's becoming really popular echo b offers a centralized home control system for existing smart thermostats and smart sensors the system's autopilot feature utilizes machine learning to identify user patterns and adjust security functions to distinguish residents from intruders. The smart Wi-Fi deadbolt lock features built-in Wi-Fi connectivity to sledge. You know what sledge are? Those are not doorknobs on your on your door, front door, back door, in-house. Allow homeowners to access the home lock remotely and allows users to add Amazon key to their security system. This is incredible technology. In fact, I want to give you this example that I'm using technology. My cabin up in Truckee, California, I have a new heating system being put in. And the heating system I have being put in has the app so that when I leave Sacramento for Truckee, which is about 100 miles away, when I get halfway there, all I have to do is go to my app and turn my heater on. So when I get to the cabin, it's nice and toasty. So, yeah, this technology is coming. We can't ignore it. It's happening, and homes are going to be built with this technology and again the home that we just went through and we talked about is going to have a lot of these smart systems in the home we've talked about zoning on this show where you have maybe two air conditioners in this house it's almost 4,000 square feet so we're going to have two hvac systems in this house it's going to be zoned so that when you're in one part of the house using it you're not heating or cooling another part of the house it's all about saving energy this technology is here to stay so uh, when you do your remodel look into technology hey i want to thank everyone for being here on the show with me askthecontractors.com i want to thank my sponsor ll flooring thanks for sponsoring me 
LL Flooring, these are the floors homes are built on. Visit the experts at your local store or go to llflooring.com forward slash pro to learn more. I've been your host, Todd Bird. Thanks for tuning in. Send me your questions. Have a great day, and we'll talk soon. <laughs>